The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Jane Updegraff, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories and content. Sign up today at patreon.com slash that story show. My name is Ari, and this is I, little Ethan. And, and I get to buggeroo-coo-doo. And this is that story show. And, and I'm this a is weird Mr. Weirdo. Right now. This is Mr. Weirdo, okay, misters? And Ethan is a burger eater sometimes. No, I'm not. Pick my nose. No! <laughs> Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Yeah. Yeah. Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey folks, how you doing? This is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. It's episode 355, brought to you the week of September 17th, 2020. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey there, I'm John, and I cut holes in my face mask so people can see me smile. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because you want to smile under this thing, nobody can tell. That's right. Oh man, it must be so hard to be in the dating scene oh, with man. with the whole mask thing. Cause somebody somebody could be beautiful in the eyeball area. You know, right. that's that's pretty easy to pull off, I think. But then they, they you you get to know somebody and and they slip that mask off for the first time, and you're just like, oh, God. Who is that? A full mustache? Ma'am, I had no idea. <laughs> when I was meeting the new teachers and stuff here, I had met a couple and even had conversations. We all had our masks on, and then I saw this teacher again uh, downstairs in the lobby, and I didn't even, I didn't even know who she was. <laughs> And then she started talking. I was like, oh, hey, I know you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can can you put your mouth or your hand over your mouth real quick? Yeah. That way I can. Hide re- half of your face so I can tell who you are. Yeah. I want to recognize you. I just want to. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Gotta love it. Masks. Um, there was a story about a group in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, of course, who were yeah. chanting and dancing their way through their local Target saying, take your masks off, people. Take them off. Oh, boy. Just take them off, folks. And and have come to decide that the people that don't like to wear masks, I mean, first of all, let me rephrase that. Nobody likes to wear masks. Nobody does. Yeah. But the people that really hate it, it's just you guys and five-year-olds 
basically. <laughs> People under five. So I would check yourself. It's it, yeah. If you're really hateful toward masks and you have like a moral issue or a patriotic issue with them, it's it's you and a group with all all the people that are five and under that can't wear masks, and uh, that it's not a good group to be in. Just want to say. All right, we always start with an opening story, and this one's from Joshua. It's called "I Have Dirt." Hey, James and John, it's Joshua. See, I told you, told you it was him. I heard about your story from the or your show. He heard about a show from the Babylon Bee crossover episode. And since then, I've been hooked. I've been listening to the podcast episodes in reverse order. Uh, that's a weird one. Yeah. That's interesting. It is interesting. But going back in time, most people go to the beginning and work their way forward. But backwards, that's, that's a whole different thing. It's like we never right. know what we're doing. <laughs> we're undoing everything. Yeah. He's going to learn about the memes after he hears them that's good that's kinda, yeah, yeah yeah he'll hear them for a while wonder where did that come from what what the heck is lemons lemons you know and penny yeah. and a nickel and a dime and a quarter and quarter and all this stuff anyway he's he's on mm-hmm. episode 314 but he said i thought i'd send in a story from my childhood that i thought you'd enjoy this one's called i have dirt when i was a baby my family was outside planting flowers in the front bed My mom was trying to help, but I started crying so much that she eventually had to bring me inside. And while she was trying to comfort me, the phone starts to ring. And guess what? It's a telemarketer on the line, Mm, talking rapidly, not letting my mom get in a word in edgewise. Just then, my two-year-old sister came in with soil all over her hands, whining, I have dirt! I have dirt! As my mom tried to ignore her, my sister upped the volume, yelling even louder, I have dirt! I have dirt! Dealing with me crying, the pushy telemarketer, and my sister screaming at full tilt, my mom finally got fed up, and she hands the phone to my sister and said, Tell him! She she paused paused contemplatively for a moment. And then resumed screaming, I have dirt, into the phone. My mom was dying with laughter. She doesn't know how long it took the guy to finally hang up, but I suspect that he turned into a bat and flew away. Thanks (laughs) so much for the amazing content. You guys make my drives to and from school that much more enjoyable, Joshua. I have dirt. I have, that's, I mean, that's something important. Can I interest I you into a, in a, in a partial loan on your house? I have dirt. Yes, ma'am. I understand, but we have a special <laughs> offer. I have dirt. Uh, Can I talk you know, to your it's mommy? One of those political calls. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to vote for me? I have dirt. Well, perfect. Let's see who we can pull it on to. <laughs> you know let's what? I'm, some mud. I'm all for taxing dirt. Let's let's raise taxes on dirt. Uh, right. Anyway, uh, let's do the weekly rewind section, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, so this is a bummer. This is a bummer. This is just a bummer for me, and the rest of you guys can just enjoy it at my expense, but this happened night before last. I'm I'm laying in bed, and uh, it is 1030. I went to bed at 1030, which is really early for me. And I laid there and I couldn't sleep and I couldn't sleep and I rolled over and I punched the pillow a few times and I, 
I really laid down and I really tried to think about comforting thoughts because I'm going to therapy and the therapist says, you need to start listening to quieting things and quiet stuff. You need to mm. listen to this um, this track on YouTube about quiet sounds and noises like running rivers and things like that. So I decided to try that out. So I put on my headphones and I start listening to this guy and he's getting really close to the microphone and he's like, um, you are special. You are loved. You have nothing but goodness in you. You hmm. say goodbye to all frustrations. You are beautiful and you love every part of your body. Basically, everything that is not true, that's what this guy was saying. <laughs> you have four eyes. Yeah. Your teeth yeah. look like ribbons of steel. So I tried it, though, and it, and it tried to put my mind into a softer, more relaxed state. But I took them off, and I laid there, and all I could think about was just anything else. I My mind was just all over the place. What I could be doing tomorrow... I was I was thinking about sermons I used to preach. I mean, just all kinds of stuff going through my head, and it's it's uh, it's it's like one thirty in the morning. So I got up and I went downstairs and I read the book of Acts. Okay, hmm. the whole book. Okay. Just sat down the and read whole the whole book. thing. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? If I can't sleep, devil, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> if this is your fault somehow, then I'm gonna tick you off. <laughs> By reading the Bible, and, and then maybe he'll be like, oh, I better let him get sleepy, you know? And so I read the book of Acts, it, and I went back to lay down in bed, and it's 2 a.m. now. Whoa. And um, and I'm like, it, I should be able to sleep. And then all of a sudden, my eyes got big, because I remembered something that I'd forgotten. Because between 8.30 and 9.30, I'm supposed to take four, well, one, two, three, four, five pills that I have to take. Because of my uh-huh. anxiety and depression. And, and two of those five pills helped me sleep. And oh. I had not taken them. And it was two o'clock <laughs> in the freaking morning. So my eyes pop open. I go down and take my pills. And I, I know it's going to take two hours for them to even take effect. So I just go back yeah. to bed. I lay there. The last time I looked at the clock was 4 a.m. Oh, man. It was awful. It was awful. Worstest night ever. And... Um, but I, but I read the book of acts. You got, you got acts. You, you, you told the devil by reminding him about how the church was born. Yeah. And and what Paul was doing, you know, all the time and how him and Silas hung out instead of him and Bartholomew or whatever. Cause they, they disagreed about some dude. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of memorization. Yeah. Gone on there. So, um, well, good on you. Yeah. But. It's but irritating about the, <laughs> about the pills. You're laying there at 2 a.m. You're thinking, I'm finally going to drift off. I've just read a, a good sizable chunk of the B-I-B-L-E. Surely, surely now sleep will overtake me. But no, not a chance, man. You haven't taken your pills. And guess what? It's going to be another two hours guaranteed. Sure enough, it was. <laughs> so there you go. Sorry. So in a case like that, do you just... You just start the day whenever you get back up. (laughs) Yeah, that day I woke up at noon. I woke up at noon the next day, eight hours later. So I got my eight hours in. But uh, but uh, yeah, I I hate waking up that late. It's just it feels like the day's already over. Yeah, I know. But anyway, 
it was better last night. Last night I listened to my my track again, and yeah. and he told me other stuff. He's like, well, what does he say? He says, he says you you have you. you have beauty inside your body, your mind, and your spirit. And then he says it again. You have beauty in your body, mind, and spirit. And then I'm supposed to say it, and and okay. and, and I don't. I don't say it. Cause I'm not, not, I don't want to, I don't care what the therapy lady says. <laughs> I, I'm going to listen to it. Cause she told me to, but I'm not, you know, and he's like, um, I protect myself from all negativity. I protect myself from all negativity. And I'll, and I'll kind of say that one in my head. I'll be like, I'm going to protect myself from negativity, but I'm being negative right now. So what about that? <laughs> <laughs> who's, this guy's stupid. I'm protecting protecting me from that. That's what I want to know. I like. Does I he like, have an accent? He sounds like he should have an accent. He he does. He's just. It's very British, and he and he talks very oh. quietly. Um. But but then there's another track I listen to, and it's I am affirmations. I am, and it's all from the Bible and stuff. And okay. my favorite one, just for the record, is the I am not my past one. That's supposed right. to be the most uplifting one. But for me, I it's the worst one because I used to be a pastor and I used oh. to be awesome and I used to be a lot of things. And now I'm none of that all because of depression and anxiety. It just sucks. And so when he says, <laughs> I am not my past. I'm always like, well, good for you. I'm not either. And I never even listen to the scriptures that he's quoting for that whole section. Cause I'm like, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about, I don't, I don't belong in sin anymore and stuff like that. I don't care about your positive message for me. I am not my past anymore and it sucks. So anyway, there we go. All right, John, I've vented enough. What is, what is your weekly update? Oh, man. Uh, after I said I, got, I didn't even have one. Yeah, you didn't have one, and and you always <laughs> you always have one. You always have one. I uh, let me tell two things. First of all, we were sitting at the dinner table uh, the other day, and my son James just kind of out of the blue, he says, "If Ethan or whatever his friend's name, if Ethan ever asks me to go hunting with him, I'm not going." Oh, I'm thinking in my mind. I'm thinking, okay, is Ethan a little bit crazy? Um, is he dangerous with guns? Is he you know, all these all these thoughts start going through my uh, mind, and so he further yeah. pontificates. He's like, "I am not for shooting animals and killing animals at all." Oh, and I'm like, "Oh," and he says, "But I am for eating them." <laughs> <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> you know, you kind of have to have one with the other, <laughs> but yeah. So he he'll eat whatever kind of animal we put in front of him i guess but he won't he doesn't he won't destroy it or he doesn't want it. to be a part of it yeah no uh, my daughter is uh like that she claims she's vegetarian okay but she doesn't eat vegetables she'll eat no vegetables uh, she won't even eat we have to make her eat salad and how, how can she say she's a vegetarian because she hates meat she says and so she'll eat it but she says she hates it she doesn't like steak. Okay. She doesn't. She likes hamburgers. Okay, if they're cooked a certain way. She she right. just she's just a picky eater, and she's decided that she's a vegetarian. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't eat a single vegetable in your entire life. You if you were a true vegetarian, you would starve to death in a week. And uh, and that's the truth. Mm. So. Well, that's that's interesting. 
That's a, I, there's got to be a special name for that type of vegetarian. Yeah, it's a negatarian. Like I ain't negatarian. Eat, I don't like anything really. I'm a picatarian. I'm a eritarian. I eat air and I poop out well, pellets. <laughs> if you eat air, then you poop air. <laughs> poop out pellets. It's just pellets. it's whatever waste your body comes up with. Ugh. Anyway, uh, we got a we got an email from our listener. Okay. And I wanted to share it with you because it's interesting, and, I, and I'm not sure I like it. It uh, says, hello, this is Emma, and I just wanted to say I really love and enjoy your podcast. Now, at this point, it's pretty positive. It's a nice little email that I found in our email yeah. box. Thanks, she, Emma. Yeah. She says, I'm on episode 333. I really enjoy a good laugh every now and then. Thank you. And then she ends it with, thank you, James and Butthead. Wait a second. I know. If anybody's the butthead, okay. it's me. I'm the butthead mm. of the two of us. So, uh, well, I think she's got it confused. I'm James. I'm and, snarky in a butthole. And that's John. Well, you know what? I actually have a second weekly update. Oh. That may prove Emma's point. Uh-oh. So last night, church night, you know, doing the thing, I'm behind the soundboard, we're running a little late for service. One of the youth who's a super good guy, big time helper, really cool kid, um, he says, hey, can we get some more time on the the screen, you know, for the countdown? And, um, you know, he's on the worship team, so he was trying to get the worship team together so that, you know, they could get started. And I looked at him, and I said, no, you get up there and do your job. <laughs> and he... He listened to me. He got up on stage and we, he went up there and I was like, oh crap, he believed me. I'm a real jerk. I had to apologize to him after church. I was, I was like kidding. And I was like, but man, I was a real turd. Oh my so gosh. I guess Emma's right. I am a butthead. That is great. That is awesome. He went up there all ha- fast. He went up fast. He's he like, did. I got to get my crap together. I got to do my job. I was about to, you know, say, I mean, I'm just teasing with you. Of course, no, he had turned high-tailed, went to the stage, got behind the drums. I think he might have even been a little sad. Why would he he say that to me? (laughs) He used to be my kid's pastor, and now he's a jerk. John, it's terrible, Mm. man. It's terrible. I am a jerk. Maybe you are a butthead sometimes. But how how would Emma say that? That's what I just want to know because on the show, you're you're definitely not a butt. <laughs> maybe she she came from the future. Uh, maybe she's listening backwards and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and somehow backwards you sound like a jerk and and I sound awesome. <laughs> anyway, we got a new patron this week. Lexi Freiling became a two dollar a month patron. Thank you, Lexi. Well, we, thank you, Lexi. We appreciate it. We love all our patrons who support the show and make it possible. If you'd like to uh, support the show, you can do so at uh, patreon.com slash that story show. Uh, we also got an iTunes review from Lily uh, W. She says, awesome. This is the best podcast I've ever listened to. Five minutes after oh. I start an episode, I'm laughing my head off. James's sarcasm and John's voices and humor. I enjoy this podcast very much. Well, there you go. Aww. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yeah. And this episode, we might as well tell you, is uh, sponsored in part by Earth Oddity Podcast. We have a returning sponsor this week, 
And I would like to thank Earth Oddity Podcast for their continued support. You know, there's a lot of talk these days about fake news, but certainly we can all agree that each news outlet has its own agenda. They want to report certain facts with a certain spin in order to get you all riled up so you'll listen longer and they can sell you more ads, usually about buying gold or how you can get a (laughs) $50,000 life insurance policy for just a dollar a day. Uh, Why not forget about all that and subscribe to the Earth Oddity podcast where John and Tiny's only agenda is to make you laugh. Every week they cover the news stories that really matter, like the fact that killer whales are ramming sailboats off the coast of Spain or the fact that there's a tiger literally on the loose in Knoxville, Tennessee right now. What about the (laughs) drama plaguing Jerry Falwell Jr.? Unfortunately, they talk about that too, but hey, no podcast is perfect. It, 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 it is but a small stain on an otherwise spotless show. And do you love life and love America? Well, you'll love the Earth Oddity podcast. Have you grown weary of life's troubles and think America is a little overrated? Well, you'll love Earth Oddity podcast also. <laughs> Big people love it. Small people love it. Even people in Scotland with funny accents love the Earth Oddity podcast so what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Earth Oddity Podcast now before you forget about it. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever pods are cast. So thank mm-hmm. you, Earth Oddity Podcast. If you didn't get the name, by the way, it's Earth Oddity Podcast. And uh, with that, we want to tell you some stories. Here we go. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This one's called Dangerous Dojo. It's sent in from Liz Wright in Springfield, Missouri. She says, hello, my name is Liz, and my husband Aaron, Jacket10 in the Discord server, he's on there right now, actually. He is. Yeah, he wrote in and he told the story of how we met in episode 353. Yeah, I remember that. It had something to do with a package that was mailed to him, and he he opened it up. And and then turned out it wasn't his, and a lady came to the door and asked for her package, and he gave it to her, 
and they fell in love somehow. So yep, and we, Hallmark showed up, and they made a whole movie out of they, it. They should have. They definitely they should have. So the story of him opening my mail was true, she said, and I did refuse <laughs> to leave his house until he gave me the package. What he left out <laughs> was that the package had over $200 in gift cards for my kids. Whoa. When he gave me the package, every single card was still there. Aaron was one of the few honest people I had ever met, and it was the start to our friendship. Okay, Aww. so see, that makes sense right there. He's, he's an honest guy, so I'm going to marry him. You know, yeah. there might have been some steps in there in between, but I'm just going to pretend it was a, a nice guy, and then, you know, they got married. So anyway, this uh, now the story I was called out on. In the rare in rare occasions I got a spanking growing up. Uh my dad always said this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. I seriously always thought that that was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Fast forward to adulthood right before our 1 year anniversary we were doing a belt run at our dojo. For those that don't know what a belt run is, individuals stand in a large circle and sing happy birthday to individuals celebrating a birthday. And while singing, the participants lightly swing the belts from the, uh, I don't know what she's saying, dobok. That's some word I don't know. So let's just say they swing their belts at the runner's butt as they run around. So there's some weird karate thing, okay? That's all Mm. I got. It is interesting. Yeah, it's a belt run there. So it doesn't normally hurt anyone, and it's usually just a fun way to get your birthday spankings. So... This is why I'm not karate right there. (laughs) I don't do birthday spankings. I don't do them either. Ever. I don't care. So after this belt run, my husband thought it would be funny to pop me on the butt with his belt, to which I laughed and replied, do it again. So Aaron swung his hand back really fast to get momentum and to hit the outer part of his, he hit the outer part of his hand on a counter behind him. The sudden stopping by the counter broke the bone, leading to his pinky finger in half. (sighs) The moment I heard it hit, I knew that it was broken. And all I could say was, my dad was right. It does hurt the person doing the spanking (laughs) more than the person getting spanked. Thanks for your show. I love listening to episodes on my way to work because it always puts me in a great mood. Liz Wright from Springfield, Missouri. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and the chat room is getting blessed right now with an x-ray uh, from that event of, oh, of, even. of the of the pinky finger being broken. So, I can't. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not like, that's like the, the, the one inside, like not one of the phalanges, but that. It's the one that, that goes pop- under your skin. Yeah. 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 It's the one that connects in the palm. Yeah. Connects from your knuckle down to your wrist. Oh, goodness. How? Oh, that would hurt. I'm in pain. My hands are numb right now. I gotta, I gotta take a moment. It's okay. (laughs) Call it a boxer's break. Okay. All right. (laughs) I got a cold sweat. So, uh, let me, let me, let me, I got a story. Let me jump into it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the same story from another person's perspective. So sorry about that. That's okay. I'll make it through. This is Dangerous Dojo Part 2. Dun, dun, dun. Comes to us, of course, from Aaron. Aaron Wright. And since you were so helpful in getting my wife to send in a story, I wanted to send it from my perspective. 
She won't tell me what she said for her side of the story. So here it goes. We were taking Taekwondo classes as a family. Don't tell my wife, but it's because we were all scared of her and wanted to be able to defend ourselves. <laughs> After one of our classes, we uh, were doing a belt run. This is when everybody stands in a circle and the student or students with a recent or upcoming birthday would run around in the circle and get a swat on the bottom from the belt. This is weird. <laughs> it's still weird. <laughs> I don't think this is legal anymore. <laughs> no, not with COVID especially. <laughs> yeah. We're going to swat you on the bottom with the belts that we normally wear. It's just for fun. Oh, it's just like, you know, 40-year-olds and four-year-olds together. We're all yeah. just going to swat no. <laughs> when I was growing up, we had a spanking machine. Oh, but that, that, that was, was what we called my mom. <laughs> She's a spanking machine. <laughs> She's a spanking machine. Oh, my goodness. So they, they run in the circle. They all get the swats on the behind from the belts that they knew, normally wear on the uniform. After this was over, though, I was just standing there trying to put my belt back on. And when I was doing this, my belt accidentally brushed up against my wife. Uh She turned to me and said in that threatening, I dare you voice, do it again. It was the kind of voice that someone uses when they're saying, do it again and I will destroy you. Oh. I stepped back and start putting my belt back on again. And it accidentally happened again. The belt brushed up against her. She turned to look at me with rage in her eyes and smoke coming out of her ears. She said, I warned you. And then she grabbed my hand and slammed it on the corner of the counter we were next to. <laughs> I fell to the floor, writhing in pain. As I lay there on the verge of tears, she places a foot on my chest in a victorious stance and just says, Broke ya. Broke ya. And I hope you enjoyed my side of the story and all the lies that are involved in it. I recall James saying that when you lie, like lie like the devil by wrapping the lie around some truth. Yep. I hope it makes it on the show. <laughs> Ding. Aaron. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like his story better. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, at least that, you know, sounds a little bit more manly than I slung my hand back to hit my wife with the belt and I broke it on the corner of a desk. Gosh, that, that, he must have been really going for it too. Like, yeah. like I'm gonna take a chunk out. I'm gonna <laughs> gonna give you a big whooping with my dojo badoo Yeah, <laughs> my dojo uh, belt. After I've after <laughs> I've spanked all these children for for no reason whatsoever, which is not weird at all. <laughs> uh, Good one, Aaron. Help us, help us, Lord. All right, we've got a voicemail from Joshua Wood. It's called Clean Up After That Dog. So let's listen to what he's got to say. Hey, guys, this is Josh from Cambodia, and I've got a story for you. So our family has a German shepherd. Her name is Sophia, Sophia, and she's about seven years old. But when she was a puppy, I had the responsibility of taking her out around 6 in the morning, and I did not enjoy that responsibility because I was not an early bird. <laughs> I love sleeping in until... Um, eight o'clock or something like that, and we were homeschooled. We we're supposed to start school at eight, and every time I didn't uh, start school at eight, I'd, I'd get in trouble. So, um, one morning, my mom woke me up around seven. She said, "Josh, you didn't take the dog out." And I'm like, "Okay," and I got up and went downstairs, took the dog out, came back upstairs, and laid back down. Then my mom came back into the room. She said, "Josh, you didn't take the dog out." Now she's made a mess all, all over the living room floor downstairs. 
So I got up and I'm like, I did take the dog out. And she's, no, you didn't. You didn't even get up. You just fell back asleep. So apparently I had dreamed that I took the dog out. That was pretty embarrassing. And my punishment was I had to go clean up the dog's mess as usual. So I went downstairs to find a guilty dog. And um, then I told her, you know, bad girl, bad girl, even bad girl, even though it was my fault that I did not let her out. So after that, I went to go looking for some broom or dustpan or paper towel, something like that to clean up the poop. I came back to see the dog. No, I can't finish it. I, 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 okay. The first, the first half of the story is really funny because he fell asleep. Right. Yeah, drop that he did because we do that sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah, and he got in trouble, and the dog poops on the floor. But the second half of the story is terrible, and no. I just I put it in the story because it got a reaction out of me, and it wasn't a pleasant <laughs> reaction. <laughs> so anyway, Joshua, your story is <laughs> terrible. I'm gonna hit play again, but I just want to warn everybody. That it's it's going to be a reaction, not a necessarily alert. not necessarily a great reaction or a fun reaction or oh. even a humorous reaction. Here we go. Uh, yeah, you know, cleaning up the rest of her uh, dookie on the floor. <laughs> you know, she's like taking her last bite. <laughs> that was pretty disgusting. <laughs> and. Uh, I was extremely oh. grossed out. So what do I go oh, tell my mom? Hate dogs. Man. So I go to my mom and I say, "Hey, mom, you know I didn't clean up the poop." She says, "Why not?" I said, "The dog cleaned it up." <laughs> yeah, well, my mom is not one for uh, crude um, jokes or dog anything like that. So that was disgusting to her. But anyways, at least I've got a story like that. Yeah. Um, Good I don't for think you. that's ever happened again. But uh, thanks for your time. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's how he is. Thanks for your time. Thanks for, for your time. This is what happened. See, after he yelled at the dog and told her how bad she was, oh. she's like, I got to correct this problem. My masters it. hate me. And and I don't want to do this, but I'm just going to have to clean it up myself because I don't have thumbs. Ah, and I can't. It's the only option she had. Come on. Yeah. If the dog can think that clearly, it can come up with another option. <laughs> This is Disney kind of stuff we're talking about here. I'm sorry. Oh, man. so gross. It's so gross, some of the stuff I get sometimes. But (laughs) (laughs) I I like the front half of his story so much where he dreamed that he took the dog out. Yeah. The dog cleaned up after herself. Yeah. Just just self-cleaning. Finishing that last bite. (laughs) <laughs> Don't let her lick your face for a while. Uh, see dogs, man. People talk about dogs' mouths are cleaner than your hands. Mm-hmm. No, nope. it's not. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. I don't pick dog poop up with my hands. No, I don't. I, I don't swish it around between my teeth either. I don't. I don't do any of that. <laughs> it's gross and it's terrible and and it's not reality. So anyway, um, go ahead and read our next story, John. Okay. Let's let's bring some clarity to this show here. Uh, this comes to us from Flash Jervis, and man, every time I see his name, yeah. I think of Flash Gordon, and so the song from Queen, Flash, Wah! and every one of us, Master anyway, so, of the Universe. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's he's got his own theme song in my mind. So, you know, well, thanks Flash. for writing in again, Flash. This is he's gonna tell us about getting shot. I remember being in our kitchen at the ripe old age of seven. My dad was home from the Navy for a while and he brought a friend home with him who had bought this huge old camera for cheap. This was an old camera, even for the time. It was one of those models that stand up on a huge black tripod with an accordion-like bellows between the body of the camera and the lens. You know, I think it's called a camera obscura. Is that what they call those? Ooh, I can't remember. I don't know. My dad was joking about shooting me when the camera arrived, and it amused him to make a big solemn thing about it, acting like being shot by a camera was the same thing as being shot by a gun. <laughs> LBB dad. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There you said it. LBB dad. Play the alarm. So when the guy arrived with the camera and set up set it up in the living room, I wouldn't come out. I ran and hid under the kitchen table. You see, there's no amount of threats that would make me come out as I was crying that I did not want to be shot. I wanted to live. That's right. Which my dad and his friend Santos thought was incredibly funny. It was probably the only reason I wasn't dragged out and switched for disobeying. <laughs> you don't want to die? You're getting beaten. I'm going to give you a whooping. Uh, my mother tried to calm me down, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't budge. It didn't help that I could hear the pop of the flash gun when my parents <laughs> posed for their photo. And, and then again for my older brother, Randy. Randy came back to the kitchen and said, Mr. Santos used blanks when he shot us. <laughs> But when he pointed at you, he'll use real bullets. <laughs> LBB brother. LBB Randy. So I started wailing again. And finally, my dad had had enough. He came into the kitchen, dragged me out from under the table and sat me down in a chair. He broke a banana from the bunch on the counter and gave it to me. Here, he said, what's wrong with you? Would I give food to someone I was going to shoot? No, I eat it myself, then shoot them. Now take your banana and get out. Get out of here. What brilliant logic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is it's it's the kind of logic that might work on a seven-year-old, though. Yeah. Well, Flash says, somehow this made sort of sense to me, but I would only go as far as the kitchen doorway. I'm still not wanting to get close to the camera while Santos took my picture. That picture is the earliest one I can remember having taken and probably set my relationship to cameras and my dad from that day forward. <laughs> Cheers, Flash Jervis. Dad is an LBB. <laughs> so is Randy. So is Randy. Man, goodness gracious. I, I remember, though, you know, there's a certain age where kids just b believe anything you say. And I've, oh, yeah. I've mentioned this before, I'm sure, but... There was a time my daughter was acting up and she's sitting in that car seat in the back of the car and just acting up. And I said, Jenna, if you don't straighten up, I'm going to tear you up. Meaning <laughs> that I was going to pull over the car and give her a whooping. And she gets really, really quiet all of a sudden. I mean, like stoically quiet. And she goes, Aww. like a piece of paper. <laughs> and I'm like, no, baby. Gosh, what am I a killer? Like a rip, piece of paper? Rip your arms and legs off? No. No. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> mom mom yeah, would literal. get mom would get really mad. So no, I don't I don't do that kind of thing. No, not like a piece of paper, like a piece of piece of cardboard. Uh, it's cardboard, yeah. A little harder to rip you apart. So um anyway, dad does bathroom duty is what this one's called. It's from Keith Helsley. 
He says, when my kids were in grade school, they somehow developed this thing about needing to know where every bathroom in town was located. At least it seemed that way. (laughs) In every store, restaurant, gas station, bank, grocery store, anywhere we would go on a weekly basis, they would suddenly have to go to the bathroom and use it at least once. I agree with that. I like to do that, too, whenever I go somewhere, because I like to act like I've marked it. Like I've left a little bit of myself behind, you know? You've got to log it mentally so you know where the good bathrooms are yeah, in town, right? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that makes sense. That that would make sense. Mine's a lot Mine. simpler. It's just, I just want to <laughs> pee everywhere I go. But anyway, it's mar- marking my territory, so to speak. So as we went to Walmart one day, my two oldest kids suddenly said they had to visit the bathroom at the back of the store. Being big boys and not uh, needing any assistance from dad, I let him run on ahead. As I entered the bathroom behind him, the air was filled with the usual odor that escapes when someone (laughs) is doing their duty. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Without thinking. The usual odor. Yeah, the usual odor. Without thinking much about it, and since I didn't see my son standing around, I said in a loud voice, Whoa, what died in here? (laughs) (laughs) At that moment, my sons peeked out from behind one of the dividers between the urinals. It's not bus, Dad. (laughs) It was like that when we got here. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. So trying against hope to cover this up now, I came back with, no way, anything that smells like that has got to be you. Uh, Uh, Not the the guy in the stall, you know. So I I, I, I did the business I came in for. I washed my hands. And I left before the man in the stall could figure out whose stupid dad belonged to these kids. (laughs) I managed to get out of the restroom before anybody else. And I waited on the bench in the layaway area, hoping the man that actually did belong to the smell would just walk out and not notice me. As fate would have it, though, he did walk out with my two sons right behind him and making a (laughs) beeline right for me. They're shouting, Dad, we're done. (laughs) Hey, Dad, who called the stinky guy out? We're done. Uh, So they made it quite clear to the man whose stupid dad they belonged to. So I tried to muddy the waters by trying to get away from them and telling them, I don't know you. Whose kids are these anyway? Leave me alone. Stop bothering me. (laughs) Somehow that just didn't work at all. I, I don't know what the man in the restroom thought or if he was as embarrassed as I was. But my my invasive maneuvers in trying to distance myself from my kids turned into a game as I kept calling out for help from the marauding kids. At least they didn't try (laughs) returning the favor and using my words to play a game of their own evasion. Keith Helsley. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's making a reference to another story of mine, and and I know I've told it, where I, I used to hold my daughter's hand, and I would make her want to hold hands with me and stay close to me by saying, who, who are you? I don't know you get your hand off me. And she was like, no, daddy, no, 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 I don't hold your hand. I'm going to hold your hand. No, no, I don't know who you are. Help somebody get this girl away from me. Oh, oh, oh dad, dad, you're so funny. Ah. Yeah. She, by the <laughs> way, right now she's 15 and dad is nothing, nothing at all. I yeah, am not funny. Exist. I am. I am. I'm embarrassing, and she would rather that I not exist. But back then, pretty darn cool. 
So anyway, as we were walking to the front of the Walmart one time, we were holding hands. She decided she wanted to play the game, and she's like, who are you? Get away from me. Don't hold my hand. Hey, who is this? And people turn around and stare. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. I don't know you. I don't know you. Get away from me. And I'm like, ah, Jenna, stop, stop. For real, baby, stop. And she did. And they they did let me pass. I don't know why. They should have never. But they did let me go. And I'm like, baby, you can't ever say that. You can't. Why not? Because it's just not the same. They think I'll be stealing you. And she's like, oh, okay. You know. Oh, man. My kids would have thrived off of that. And they would have said it every time. Really? That's terrible. Probably. Especially Johnny. It's like, (laughs) hmm. So this might work against my dad. I could get another dad if I (laughs) get this guy thrown in jail. (laughs) Yeah. um, There's a friend of mine. His name's David and his wife, Sherry. They raised three uh, fantastic kids. Um, but then, uh, there was just a one time that the mom was taking the, the, one of the boys back to the restroom to, to give them the, the one, two, three paddling. And, uh, Uh and he starts screaming, don't let her take me. She's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) And pretty close. I don't think that that helped his case at all. No. Oh man, my niece got in trouble in church once and um, her dad was taking her out of the the sanctuary. This is like during the middle of this sermon. So he's walking out with her and she says real loud, are you going to flank me, daddy? Flank me. (laughs) Because she couldn't pronounce her words. Uh, You're going to flank me? I'm going to flank you. Yep. I'm taking you to karate class and they're going to spank you for me. It's time for the circle of belts. Everybody get together. This is the fun part. <laughs> this is what we pay the extra money for. <laughs> it's um, like a whoop you. Who's got a birthday? I had one last week. Oh, get in here anyway, you silly boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one more story. All right. I think this is for us tonight, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's make this a good one. This is baseball bathroom coming to us from Jacob White. He says, I was eight or nine, and I played Little League Baseball. One day at a game, I really had to go. So I told my coach, Coach, I got to go. And the coach pointed out to right field, which was my position, and he said, hold on a second. Well, I thought he said, go out in right field. So <laughs> I, I go out to do my business. And just so you know, uh, baseball uniforms, you know, they have cups and belts and all that stuff. So getting the uniform off and on takes a while. Well, a few seconds later, I start letting the floodgates open, and I hear this big thunk, and I look to my left, and there's a small, round, white sphere. The baseball had hit, been hit out right next to me, of course. and I could feel all 100 eyeballs staring at me. Well, that's my story. I love the show, and I would like to end by saying, Northax! Northax! Jacob White. Jacob White. Man, that's... Wow, eight or nine. (laughs) Go out in the field, kid. His parents must have been so proud. (laughs) What is that boy doing out there? He's got his pants down. It's it's like his parents must have just tried to play it straight, like a kid does when he farts in class, you know. And everybody (laughs) else is looking around, and the one kid that dealt it is kind of trying to act like nothing happened. Yeah. So you can always tell who it is. So I guarantee you. As those hundred eyes were searching the field, 
there was one family who was just looking kind of down at the ground out there yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go get something from the snack bar uh, uh i'll be back who wants pizza <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go mm. well that is our show can you believe it or not uh do you have a funny life story have you ever let your preschool daughter handle the tele telemarketer for you have you ever had your husband break his finger trying to whip you with his belt? Uh, have you ever dreamed that you let out the dog and then got busted for it? Have you ever hid for your life because uh, your dad's friend, so he wouldn't shoot you, only to have Banana Logic straighten it all out for you? <laughs> banana. Uh, yeah, Banana Logic. Have you ever commented on the smell of another man's crap? <laughs> Have you ever relieved yourself in right field right in front of everyone with zero shame and no thought about it whatsoever? <laughs> Whatever your story is, send it, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. And if we used your story, we owe you a sticker. Email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Thank you for our patrons who support us. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Yanu Streespeck, and Carrie Wright. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, just think, hey, this crap belongs on that story show. <laughs> and then send it in. So, yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. We'll see you guys later. And, um, you know, this, this show's kind of short, I'll admit it. I don't know what happened. Really? But, uh, but it's over. Yeah. Four, 48 minutes. <gasps> I feel like we owe him something. Wow. I don't know. I'll just sing you a song. It goes like this. See, they'll be expecting a song. It <laughs> <laughs> was a perfect and, ending. And nothing happens. <laughs> it goes like this. Dead air. <laughs> At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.